0: This is a Vault Studios production. I'm Spencer Brudig. I'm Will Johnson. I'm Jessica Knoll. This show contains graphic material and is meant for mature audiences. I wonder if our daughter haunts your dreams or if you see her blue eyes when you close your eyes at night. I wonder if you even think about that night, that night you murdered her.
1: This is the most high-profile cold case in the state of Maine to this date.
0: Before 20-month-old Ayla Reynolds vanished, she was right where she was supposed to be, at her home with her dad, Justin DiPietro, his girlfriend, and his sister in Waterville, Maine. Ayla's parents, her mom, Trista Reynolds, and Justin DePetro, were living separately at the time. Her mother would later only hear what other Mainers were hearing about that night, that she just disappeared from her home in December 2011. Her father reported her missing to police. Chris Rose was working at WCSH News Center, Maine, in Portland when the news broke. The case still sticks with him. The way the people in the
2: house tell it, they woke up, I believe it was on a Saturday morning, and the little girl was gone. And. They had no clue what happened to her i mean did she crawl out a window did she walk out the front door um you know what was going on in the house the night before was there a party was there drugs involved Did these people pass out not see what
0: happened to the girl ted Verapatis was also working at news center maine in portland when Ayla disappeared the story that the dad gave was they, they she was in the house they went to bed
1: and then she somehow disappeared. And they, you know, and the dad continued to insist somebody broke into the house or went into the house and abducted her. And that's the person who, you know, is suspected of killing her.
0: But Ayla's mom, Trista Reynolds, wasn't buying the kidnapping story. And it didn't take her very long. It was maybe, a, you know, a few days or about a week where she
1: finally came out and said, I mean, she sort of did a public called him out publicly through the media saying, Justin, you know, where ayla is why don't you tell us where she is so we can find her
0: but justin's story didn't change they went to bed that night woke up and she wasn't there uh obviously it shook that community big time Ayla, i
1: think she was a year and a half or two years old when she disappeared and
0: you know just as cute as could be as investigators poured over the house and looked for evidence of what might have happened, Trista did what she could do to get the story out there. Right after her disappearance, her mom provided videos to the media,
1: which was smart on her part because that really in- sort of made the story grow quickly and got got her the attention that she wanted. And, to, you know, as, as police continued to search, the, the video of her is just, you know, it's, it's so heartbreaking to see the video because she's just... just Little two-year-old bouncing around. She's happy. She's dancing. All the videos, she's just so happy. You know, pigtails, blonde hair, innocent. You see her face, and you can't help but be
0: drawn to the story. Like, how could somebody do anything to this little girl? Across Maine and New England, people saw the images of a massive search for Ayla. You know, the search I remember, frantic searches along the river. There's a river right by their
1: house and the police doing searches and the choppers coming in.
0: Helicopters and planes crisscrossed the sky. Hundreds of hours of searching, even the river near the home was dredged. Reporter Chris Rose remembers scenes of frantic searching during those cold winter months after Ayla disappeared. Standing up on the banks, looking down into the river, and
2: seeing them pull something out of the water in a little bag and, you know, we're trying to see what it is and, you know, it would turn up to be, no, it was just, you know, a boot or something, you know. Or, or there was a bag filled with trash, you know, so that, that kind of thing. You thought at some
0: point, um, you know, they would find her. Still, there was simply no sign of Ayla. But inside the house, investigators were turning up clues, troubling evidence that something awful might have happened inside that home. Blood that police say was Ayla's was
2: found in the basement where Petro slept. More blood was found in his truck.
1: And the police told us about what they found in the house. You know, they did, like... The forensic uh, search, and they found blood on, the, on her blankets. They found blood in various parts of the house. It was definitely her blood, though. The police said it was her blood. And they found other, you know, people's DNA in the house. But he can say, you know, they can say, well, we lived in the house. Of course our DNA is
0: in this house. But the blood and DNA evidence did not lead to any suspects or any sign of Ayla. And in the meantime, leads were pouring in. You know, when the case was really hot and just
1: came out in the media, the the police were chasing leads down every day or possible sightings that turned out to be false alarms or inaccurate or for whatever
0: reason. And as leads went cold, over time, police turned to other methods of investigation, anything to get a break in the case. The one thing that I remember is that the state police were using psych-
1: a psychic who was adamant. She knew where to find Ayla. You know, she was told that her body would be found in a certain location,
0: which the police wouldn't release. But still, no sign of Ayla. And as time went by, Ayla's father moved out of the state. But Ayla's mom, Trista, never stopped looking. Since then, she's obviously made this her, you know, her mission is to find some evidence or to find the child. But as far as the official investigation went, there were still no suspects. And hope for finding Ayla alive was dwindling. It went from, you know, at some point it went from a search and rescue
1: to a recovery. And when they make that proclamation that, in Maine anyway, it means we're presuming she's dead and we're just
0: trying to find her body. But Trista has never given up trying to find out what happened. And over the years, the case took some strange turns. There was a very famous scene of the mom. There was a
1: a court proceeding He was charged with some other minor offenses, very minor offense, but he had to appear in court and mom knew he had to appear in court. And so he did. And of course, the media did, too. And she confronted him publicly, said, Justin, you know what's going on here. Stop lying. And he ran away from her. And she chased him down the streets of Portland. She took off her shoes because she had—I think she had sandals on. It was the middle of the summer, and I mean, this is a video that everybody shot. It's—it's it's one of the most famous pieces of video I think in my time here in 25 years. And she chased him down the street, yelling at him, "You know, you killed Ayla. You know what happened. Well, stop lying." So we knew they were going to confront him, and you know what? I'm sure he did too. He—he um, he knew what was going to happen, and. Uh, she, she did it, and it was literally a chase through the streets of Portland.
0: Like, purchasing him, and the media chasing both of them. Six years after her disappearance, in May 2017, Ayla was declared legally dead. With no sign of the little girl, it was something Ayla's mom, Trista, wanted. But the reality of that decision was no less devastating.
3: It makes it real that, like, my baby really is like... She's not coming back.
2: Justin DePietro was served notice that this hearing was going on today. He did not show up, but Ayla's mother, her attorney, and the lead investigator from the Maine State Police were all there. Trista Reynolds arrived at probate court to ask a judge to declare her 20-month-old daughter, Ayla, dead. For nearly six years, the toddler has been the focus of the biggest search and investigation in Maine history. After that lengthy probe of tracking down more than 1,500 leads by federal, state, county, and local law enforcement, investigators believe Ayla is no longer alive. With that many leads, well, with that many resources, with the amount of time
0: that's passed, um, I, I do believe that something would have surfaced. But it wasn't just to get closure. The ruling also kick-started a legal process that the family hoped would bring Justin DePietro into a courtroom to answer questions under oath. If she is declared
2: dead, it would clear the way for her mother to take civil action.
4: Assuming uh, that we're successful here today, my plan will be to uh, uh, initiate a wrongful uh, um, death uh, action. The
2: suit would target Justin DiPietro and possibly the others in the home who police say have not been forthcoming with information.
4: We would like to find out what happened to Ayala well, and where, how that, where that leads us. We'll see.
2: If the criminal case continues to go cold, the civil action would be the only way to hold someone accountable for the child's disappearance and likely death. There's also hope that by filing a wrongful death suit, some new information will surface to help police. Investigators don't expect the suit will interfere or compromise what they're doing. We do what we can to support her and her cause, and if if this is what she feels is necessary, as the mom, she has that right to, to make that decision and do what she wants.
4: We're trying to find out how Ayla was killed, why she was killed, and where she was killed. And to do that, we intend on taking the depositions of many of the people that were Involved in this matter.
0: Can't hide from this forever. Eventually, it will eat at you, and I know I will get justice for Ayla, and I won't stop fighting for justice. Ayla's step grandfather, Jeff Hansen, spoke to New Center Maine about the fight to get DePetro inside a courtroom. We'll get the DePetrios in court, and
1: will they'll be under oath, and perhaps the um, state, the Maine State Attorney General's office, will be able to to use some of the civil suit against them for their charges that
3: they want to press. Jeff Hansen says that this lawsuit is not about the money. What he really wants is to get the DiPietro's testifying in court under oath. He hopes that will give the attorney general's office sufficient reason to charge DePietro criminally.
0: But DePietro didn't appear in court. Instead, we heard from his lawyer.
2: His new lawyer, Michael Waxman, just filed a legal response to that suit for him here in Maine. Reynolds has maintained, as did investigators at the time, that DePietro knows what happened to Ayla inside the house. Waxman says his client does not.
4: Justin doesn't have the answers she wants. That doesn't mean that he caused his child's death. He didn't. And and it, it, it bothers him in the same way it bothers her, I'm sure. It's something he thinks about every single day. If there were evidence linking him to the crime, one would think they would have been charged. They haven't been. What does that tell you? There isn't any evidence that links them to a crime.
2: As for Trista Reynolds, she says all she wants is answers to know what happened to Ayla. This civil suit is a way to get Petro on the stand, under oath, to say what he knows
0: about the night their little girl disappeared. But DePietro still hasn't appeared in a courtroom.
4: Reynolds' attorney says a process server did an exhausting search but could not locate where Justin DePietro is. There is another way to serve people, of course, and that's by what we call publication. And we may have to resort to that.
2: Ayla was 20 months old when she went missing back in 2011. Since then, her mother, Trista Reynolds, has been fighting for answers. Her attorney tells the Associated Press that he plans to publish a legal notice in the Morning Sentinel newspaper since they have exhausted all other efforts to find DePietro. Reynolds has 60 days to publish that notice and then leave a copy of the complaint at DePietro's last known address.
0: And Trista Reynolds is still looking for answers.
1: You know, she just will not accept that nobody knows what happened to this child. Obviously somebody knows what happened. And she continues to beg Justin specifically still to this day to come out and come clean and he to this day has denied ever any knowledge of her disappearance any part in any crime involving her disappearance you know it's been 8 years now and things have quieted down quite a bit the police continue to say it's an open investigation it's not closed and the mom continues every once in a while to come out and make that public plea you know for some help in finding where her body is
3: Police say the last three people to see Ayla alive hold the key to this case. Justin DiPietro, his sister, and his ex-girlfriend. Without their cooperation, they haven't been able to solve the criminal case.
1: The state police spokesperson, who's the same guy to this day, his name is Steve McCausland, will so we'll send emails saying, this, you know,
0: this, this uh, investigation is still active, where her body is. Who knows? And to this day, Trista Reynolds isn't giving up.
4: I've never wanted money out of it. I want justice for her. I need them to see the hurt that they've caused, and I, I,
1: I want her to be able to be laid to rest the proper way.
0: But when asked if she thinks Ayla's body will ever be found, Trista doesn't waste any time answering that question. No. I don't. This is a case where I don't know how
2: much evidence the police have they do believe that a crime was committed, they have said that the little girl is no longer with us, that they believe she is dead, so um, this
0: is a criminal case. For Chris Rose, now out of the news business, he looks back on the case of Ayla Reynolds as one of the toughest he had to cover. It was just one of those, you've got a little girl, you
2: see the smiling face on the photos, and uh, it's just, it's been a really heart-wrenching case. And you know, every year when her birthday comes up or the date of... um, The anniversary of the day she went missing her mom would always be out in front of the media with the photos and uh, yeah it's just it's dragged on with um, you know no end in sight
1: and no answers they have always stopped short of calling Justin the prime suspect but they continue to this day to say there were three people in that house when she disappeared it's just it's one of the state's greatest mysteries I think still it's 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 the one story that I wish before I left I could have you know, seeing some closure, too, and it just hasn't happened.
0: I'm Will Johnson. I'm here with Spencer Brudig. Jessica Knoll is out this week. Spencer, uh, thoughts about the case of Ayla Reynolds? Really sad. Um, uh, The first thing
3: I think of is the fact that she would be 10 years old. And, you know, all disappearances um, and crimes are awful, but a two-year-old girl wearing you know, her little pajamas that say Daddy's Princess. It's,
0: uh, it's heartbreaking. Yep. You know, I was reminded of, you know, there are all these cases. Obviously, they're, they're, they're different people, different places, different times. But our very first story was about Sky Metalwalla. Um, and it was actually before I think you were regularly on the show, Spencer. Um, but we covered a case in Seattle, Washington, about a little girl who was in the backseat of her mom's car. Her mom says she went to get gas and came back in Sky was gone, and people in Seattle and Pacific Northwest. It's it's a it's a well known case. One reason being that the mother was, by all accounts, uh, and even according to police, uncooperative. Didn't talk. Didn't say much of anything over the years. So, um, you know, this case has that similarity in that. Certainly, Ayla's mother has done uh, what seems like a lot more over the years to look for her daughter than her father has. And, you know, he's not a suspect. So, I don't know. I'm drawing a, a comparison there. But simply in cases where one or both parents, you know, don't come out and do everything they can to find their daughter or their, their child. It's a tough thing, too, because, you know, people grieve in very
3: different ways, as we all know. Um, and some people don't engage uh, emotionally right. or
0: they want to cut themselves off from that pain. It, it puts... Obviously, in a time of great sadness, trauma, devastation, all of those, you know, just n- no parent can possibly imagine this happening. And then to put that burden on a parent of, well, you, now you need to go stand in front of cameras and, you know, and, and you know, who's to say w- what any of us would be able to do or sum it up. One point about this story that's if, if if you read a bit about it, there was a the body of a of a toddler, it seemed from three to five years old, found. um in Massachusetts, so not in Maine, but Deer Island, Massachusetts, and it was known as, uh, I believe, Baby Jane Doe or uh, Deer Island Jane Doe. Uh, And many folks early on, you know, they, they looked at some other missing, you know, other cases of missing children, including Ayla Reynolds, and many were hopeful, you know, that maybe this would bring some closure to the case and that would be her. It turned out that it wasn't. It was actually Another very tragic case out of uh, Boston uh, in a, a neighborhood in Boston, uh, Bella Bond was a little girl's name, and her parents were eventually uh, charged, convicted um, in, in that case. Yeah, I, I know that that
3: was an awful one. I think that that body was found wrapped in a plastic bag. Um, and yeah, I didn't know that actually her parents were charged in that. Yeah. My other question, too, with this case, uh, we have dealt with uh, psychics in the past before, uh, even for on our... Um, Serious Bardstown. Uh, we we interviewed a, a psychic. My question though is, uh, are they paid to come in and help investigators? You know, and with this particular case, you know, there was this psychic that called in, and she was adamant that she knew uh, where Ayla's body was. But then, you know, there's no results from that.
0: What hap- What happens with that? Good question. I would feel certainly better about a psychic if they're there and not being paid. Uh, you know, it's volunteer. And, you know, we could certainly have a, you know, a show or a season about psychics getting involved in big cases where, you know, well-respected police departments, investigators bring in someone, you know, who may be able to or saying they're able to communicate on another level, which is really what a psychic is doing, um, or at least being able to decipher or determine or figure things out uh, that, that investigators haven't been able to. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know the answer to that question. And, and, it, and it didn't. Anywhere. I mean, Ayla is still missing. You mentioned that she's, you know, 10 years old, and I believe next year would then be the 10th year anniversary of her going missing. And I mean, at this point, it would be such a moment to have some closure to this case. We will keep our listeners posted. In the meantime, Spencer, where can people learn more about us? We have a group on Facebook called Inside the Crime Vault where you can connect with
3: other like minded True Crime Chronicles followers and True Crime fans. And we always say that uh, if you like this series, please like us, subscribe to us, and tell your friends and family about our show.
0: We'll be back next week. Uh, I'll be here with Spencer, along with Jessica Knoll, along with a new case and a new story.